Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room. Okay, welcome to Ask Alex, episode 80 on OneOuter.com podcast, sponsored by AmericasCardRoom.com. If you want 27% rate back from AmericasCardRoom.com, Simply sign up for your account by using any one of the adverts or banners on the OneOuter.com website. Follow us on Twitter at OneOuter.com and join Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash OneOuter. This episode and all other previous episodes can be found on OneOuter.com website and also via iTunes for free. If you want to send questions in for Alex on a future show, then just email questions at OneOuter.com or tweet them or Facebook them to me. Alex, episode 80 of the Ask Alex show. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm uh, living the dream, as they say. No, every, everything's good, man. Everything's good. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Um, I was actually on a Scottish poker podcast this week talking about my site and obviously uh, the previous interviews with uh, all the other players and also now how I do like the weekly show Ask Alex, like a Q&A and just explaining it to their listeners like what it's about so hopefully some of them if they're listening now will start sending in some questions and stuff for you as well and uh, obviously with it being a scottish poker podcast uh, the majority of listeners are scottish so maybe the questions will be slightly different or random or uh, that's whatever. good yeah we hope they're good but it was strange for me to say i know the guy that runs that podcast martin and he asked me on and we got it all set up, and it was weird because he was the one like doing the interview, you know. And I've done <laughs> since the last time uh, the other podcast I was on, I was on like the Gamblers Book Club podcast, and it was really strange, just like the start of the episode, him going, uh, "Just give me a second. Like, I was like, "Well, oh, this is weird." Like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was it was easier because I was like, "Yeah, it's your show. Like, whatever, you know." Yeah, yeah take your time. Yeah. yeah, take your time. Do whatever. But yeah, it was uh, quite mad when I said, yeah, we're just a way to do Ask Alex episode 80. So that's 80 weeks yeah. we've done the Ask Damn. Alex show. And we have had you on a couple of times before as well. I say we, like, it's only me here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. I do that even though I don't have my employees anymore. A lot of yeah. them. I yeah. just yeah, we. we'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it was like 80. So yeah, that's hours and hours. 80 that's hours. crazy, yeah. Yeah. Crazy, it's crazy. So, uh, what's been happening in Alex world? Uh, I think you finished your book, have you? And yes, sir. It. Yes, sir. So that ready. Alex world has been pretty amazing. And by the way, Scottish poker players, Scotland is the only country good enough for Ron Swanson outside of the United States, and you're good enough for me as well. So, <laughs> you know, who Ron Swanson is Barry. Uh, the guy that. Uh, was uh, where was it? I, I read something recently. Nah, there was like he's, he's a Parks and Recre. He's a character on Parks and Recreation who just he loves America Some, to the point of stupidity. It's the guy that's uh, what's the actor's name? Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He's There's lots of these memes or memes or whatever going around. Yeah, yeah. He's incredible. Uh, so, yeah, I don't. I've, I've still not watched that show yet. I watched one episode. And thought, oh, this is good, but it was like middle one of the seasons, and then I think they're all on Netflix. Yeah, uh, I think so. I was like, uh, oh, I gotta watch that because it, yeah, it, look, it looks ridiculous. My friends recommended it as well. I like it if you grew up in America. It's a special kind of funny because Nick Offerman's character is the typical like right wing guy who would do a lot for you, but at the same time, he's a grumpy old man. And uh, yeah. the woman's character, Leslie Nope, is the total left wing, does everything for everyone too often and doesn't realize the rest of the world can't do this. And well, it, he, so, so he yeah. was the guy, I, I remember his face, he's like been in loads of like, he was in Fargo, like the re-release thing, wasn't he? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's been in a lot. He, yeah, he does he's just got of, that look, he's great. He yeah, he good. does a lot of, the, I, I guess in real life he's actually more like the character in Parks and Recreation, like he works 
Uh, he's like he's from the country, works with woodworking and stuff like that. He's a he's a very interesting dude. Yeah, but he uh, yeah he was uh, there's a scene where he's in Scotland and it's so beautiful he starts crying. <laughs> so he's uh, and all he does when he goes to Canada or you know London is he just rags on it constantly. So it's uh yeah but any, anyway uh, yeah things have been things have been good here and. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I finished the book. Uh, you know, it's kind of weird when I finish the book, I get the same feeling I get when you tell me episode 80. It's like, well, that sounds very daunting, but I don't really remember all of it together. I just yeah. remember showing up, you know, however many days in a row, and then it was done. It's uh, poker books, I think, a lot different than other poker books than you read. Well, it's essentially... Uh, what what is it? Martin Luther's ninety six theses or whatever he called it. What he, that he stamped to the Catholic Church. It, I I would like to think it's that much of a testament to. It, it's essentially me dissecting why most poker players say they're talented and I don't really and they, they, or they act as if they act as if you know the reason that they're doing well in poker is that they are a talented person and that's going to be something that's really difficult for you to learn you're either born with it or you're not or uh and really just why we're that i i I know i sound like a curmudgeonly old man on this uh podcast a lot of the time but where where a lot of my disgust for that culture comes from is doing a lot of analysis and finding a lot of the stuff they teach these young people is wrong uh in regards to variance in regards to poker uh and uh, also, you know, the lifespan of most poker players is about three years. Uh, you think about that. That's really, I mean, like, I think you have a longer career in the NFL, you know, and, yeah. the, and, and at least there you're getting your head banged in. I don't know what the poker players' uh, excuses are. Yeah. But it, it's, uh, yeah, most of these guys last about three years. They, you know, they have an algorithm that they form naturally because they're very excited about the game when they first get in. And uh, as the game moves on, they don't study. The enthusiasm wanes. And uh, they keep trying to force uh, this algorithm on a pattern that's no longer there. And that's when they begin to fail. And that's when they develop the, you know, the very, the very arrogant uh, demeanor. And yet, if, uh, you know, you, you look to chop up the, the dinner bill, you know, everybody's just about $10, $20 short. Uh, and, you know, oh, don't worry, man, I'll get you back next time. And it's, uh, you know, it's essentially me saying, like, why that develops, how you can avoid that, who the real professional poker players are. It was a real journey writing that. It, it was super fun. I, 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 it's, it's probably the most intense thing I've ever written. I, I've, like, I've written a lot of – I've written a lot for – I've written a lot professionally. I've, uh, I, I wrote about video games, and I got paid for it. I wrote about music. I got paid for it. Uh, I, I've written, I, I just enjoy writing. I've written a lot about poker, uh, done that for a very long time. And, uh, but this was, uh, you know, I wrote fiction on my own time and stuff, but uh, like, this was the most intense thing that I ever wrote. So mm-hmm. it, it was, it was really fun. It was really fun. I'm really glad to have it done. And when's that going to be out for people to buy? Um, I, I think around summertime is when we're aiming uh, to have it. Uh, it's just, you know, right right now it's a very messy first draft. It's, uh, it, I, I, I kind of, when I write, I write for, uh, it's one of those things where if you, uh, if you, if you get, there's two different parts of the mind. There's your uh, editing form of the mind and then there's your creating form of the mind. Uh, if you're constantly shifting between those parts of the mind, like you're writing, 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 then you go back, edit, 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 uh, you're going to be extremely exhausted. And to my knowledge, there's only one writer that does that. I think it's Dean Kuntz is the one who just, he also, I think, works 80 hours a week. Uh, His house is, is, he has like a $60 million house. It's like hot tub, has a hot tub, but he works 80 hours a week still. But they're, uh, you want to make sure you just get it all out there at first, but that does mean the first draft is pretty rough. So Mm -hmm. you right now, you know, they got to go through it. They got to tell me when I was taking too many risks. Uh, I tried to talk a little bit more 
uh, about my life as to why I'm the reason I'm convinced anyone can do it when it comes to poker is there was never a, a point where I was like the talented guy, you know, until at some point it became like, oh, you know, don't second guess Assassinato, right? And then uh, I always thought that was pretty weird. I was like, no, you should second guess me, you know what I mean? There's just some people that have that attitude. And, uh, I mean, you know, you should do it in a polite way. You should, you know, if you have the evidence, by all means, challenge my, mm-hmm. uh, challenge my claims. But, uh, it, it, you know, it's stuff I, ha- I didn't really share as much before. Uh, kind of my start in poker, where I was, uh, the first four years, I don't think I made. Uh, the first three years, for sure, I didn't make money. The fourth year is when I really broke through. But a lot of people don't understand that, you know, like the span of most people's careers is about three years. I was past the three years when I finally broke through, you know. So it was, uh, I, and there's a lot of, there's just a lot of things I wrote about in there that I think are going to be a little controversial. But, uh, yeah. you know, we're going to see how many risks the, you know, because the publisher is also stamping their name on it. I, I assume they're probably going to be like, uh I don't know if we should put this, you know, and stuff like that, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It should be, you know, uh, onward to editing hell. Yeah, yeah. How does it work in terms of? Is there much strategy content in it as well? There's a ton of strategy content. So There's, how does how does that work in terms of editing it? Like, is it a specific someone that like, with it being a technical aspect, how does that work? Uh, you know, it, uh, what they did last time is they had Jonathan Little. Uh, read through it uh, because right. he, he was pretty good. He was pretty good at looking through that. I also had some of my friends uh, read through it and see if that. I had a number of my friends read through it, and then you know it's amazing how many errors get past like the first nine people, and the ten tenth person catch it catches it right. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, one of the public uh, one of the, one of the people at the publisher actually last time he went through and did all of the Flopzilla. Uh, stuff himself to see if he could uh, reproduce it. And if he couldn't, you know, he was going to get back to me about it because then, hey, you know, you're saying something I can't replicate. Somebody else is going to notice that. And, uh, yeah, so we, uh, unfortunately, there wasn't anything I messed up on. This this one got way more complex because I'm showing how to use Cardrunner's EV and stuff like that. And uh, that's definitely a bit bit more, uh, that's definitely a bit more intense. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, maybe get the, I just have visions of like the Johnny Five, like short circuit robot, like (laughs) just reading through and need input. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Because it's like a very, uh, it makes sense they would get someone, you know, like poker. Uh, uh, right. Like they could look at the math and stuff. So you're not just saying, like, it's like these books, like on, quantum mechanics and like crazy physics and stuff you're like who the fuck edits that you know (laughs) nine pages of like matrix equations and you know and sigma signs and you're like wow you know surely like i bet you some of them just like sneak little like inside maths jokes you know like advanced maths they're like just 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 to mess with you oh by by the way everybody uh i got a new battle uh the 26th of march uh it's gonna be let me see. Of course, I lost the flyer. Uh, let me, let me. But yeah, I'm going up against a guy named Cobalt Forty Five in uh, California, uh, March twenty sixth. And let me read it out to all y'all. I just got the flyer. Uh, it's a Cali versus Texas. I'm on the Texas team. Uh, March twenty sixth, uh, one to nine p.m. It's called Cooking with Gas Two. It's at the Blue Lounge, five twenty nine Seabright. And uh, I think I think it's uh, Santa Cruz. Yeah, it's in Santa Cruz. So y'all come out. You want to, you know, you want to meet up, chill, whatever. That's the place. Yeah, I'm, I probably won't fly away for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, will, I will watch the YouTube quicker than I watched the last one, though. Yeah, so. yeah, you should. This one. So what's the plans for this one? You already, like underway with it i take it right yeah yeah i wrote uh you know like yesterday i took like all my ideas from all my notebooks and journals and i i put together three rounds i thought could win but there's certain things like you have a bar that's like really fitting and good but 
maybe it'll go over better in Texas than it will in California. You know what I mean? There's certain, like if I ever go back to the Texas market, which I do, I do plan on doing, uh, if I do, there are certain, there's a certain style that goes over a lot better there than it does in California. And there's certain things that go over a lot better in California that possibly wouldn't go well with the Texas audience. So I'm like, I'm kind of going through with the bars and I'm like circling, you know, like this one, I think I want to take out and use in another battle. This one, I you know, I think is good. And then you also try to get the structure, right? You don't want to do a bunch of like really short jokes in a row, right? Because then that just kind of, then it kind of sounds it, it, it kind of sounds like a stand-up comedian who's rhyming, right? But if you yeah. if you put that between uh, I don't know what the proper term is for it, like stanzas, right? Like uh, like when you you know rap 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 and then a joke, rap 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 and a joke. But if you just never break it up, it, the same thing. Like there's some guys that just uh, you know I, I was watching one guy, probably one of the best opponents he's ever gone against. Uh, the guy I'm going against, I was watching. I was like, this guy's got a really nice flow. But the problem is he never broke it up. It just you know every round it was just 90 seconds of the same flow all the way through and just not a joke, nothing to break it up. So the audience just, you know, just kind of gets bored. And uh, also really working on the delivery uh, this time. It's, uh, I, I, I don't know, it's weird. There's a few guys in battle rap that do the kind of, like, I don't know, proto-metal uh, delivery. But I, I, I find uh, I, the people who really like that, like really like it, but they're, few and far between and the people who don't like that really don't like that whereas if you do like a typical like in plan versus plan nine i didn't like scream because he was like you know he's like two inches in front of me and we were surrounded by people and like i didn't have to scream for an entire auditorium to hear me you know what i mean because we didn't have mics uh I just, you know, I just kind of talk to the kid and, you know, I can just do that. I think this is going to be a small room affair. So, you know, I'm trying to work on my projection more in like a traditional sense. I uh, will see, you know, I might, I might, I might get up in his face and have to tell him something a little louder. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be a good time and free bacon burger if you get there early enough. Oh, well, I'm flying out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I was like, bacon burger? I haven't had a... I don't know when the last time I had a bacon burger was, right? But, yeah, all right, we'll do that. Cook out. I've had had too many bacon burgers recently. Um, (laughs) Yeah, really? Oh, yeah, it's a big thing there, right? Oh, well, you have... We would call a bacon burger here. Hang on, there's maybe something lost in translation again here. We would call a bacon burger just like a a burger, so like a ham or beef burger. Yeah, it was with, amazing. With it, with some like bacon on top. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I, we don't have that in uh, America. Like I, I've never heard of anyone advertising a bacon burger. Like a bacon burger is all I've ever had when I'm like. And it's just a burger. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a burger with bacon in it, right? And it's yeah. like, it, yeah, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. The last time I had one. Oh, actually, no. That, um, for some reason, I got the idea. I had one in a trailer park, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I did if I can't remember. That that might have been during the time in my life where memory might have eluded me. So yeah. Anyway. Uh. Anyway, let's get into some questions, Barry. Let's uh. Let's tell. Yeah. Let's tell the people hear about what you did in trailer park for being <laughs> <laughs> It was a dark uh, time in my life. Yeah, that's it. You know, like we've all we've all done things. Um. <laughs> all right. Let Let's go into questions. Uh. First one this week is from Gareth. Hi both. Uh. I was wondering what Alex's thoughts are. Oh, hi both. And then I was wondering what Alex's thoughts. Are. <laughs> yeah. Not so, yeah, you, yeah. Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Pipe sure. down. Yeah, uh, hi both. I was wondering what Alex's thoughts are on getting cash game stake in which comes with coaching. I don't necessarily need the financial backing just now, but wonder whether the coaching element is worth the loss in immediate profits. Thanks. Uh, in my experience, a lot of these uh, outfits that you know claim they're really going to get you sick at uh, cash games, 
I, I mean, this is just what I know from having a bunch of guys that come to me for lessons after this doesn't work out. Maybe they're only coming to me for lessons because it didn't work out with uh, their particular backers. But this is what happens a lot of the time. The guy says, yeah, I'm going to make you sick. I'm going to really help you with uh, cash games. You join their stable of 28 people. Uh, if you do the math, like let's say the guy has like 28 hours of uh, – let's say the guy is like 20 let's get let's say the guy has 20 hours uh to mm -hmm. teach every week right so that's i'm doing this on my calculator right now so that's uh 1200 minutes divided by 28 that means uh you're going to get about 42 minutes of coaching from him right now in my experience a lot of guys don't want to teach for 20 hours a week because if uh, i can tell you as a coach teaching for 20 hours a week is exhausting uh, it's extremely exhausting. Uh, there's a reason they always hire me. Uh, backing stables always hire me and don't do it themselves. It's a, a lot of times it's not because they wouldn't like to save the money. It's usually they're paying for the expertise, but also uh, they're also paying for not having to do it because it's just it's a very difficult process having to sit there with someone day in day out and yeah. try to get them to get something. Now, in my experience, a lot of guys get really they're in this for the money, the profit share, right? It, to get, it's pretty hard. Whatever you're paying a coach hourly, it's pretty hard to make that up. And uh, it, it, like, if you pay a guy a hundred dollars an hour, that's really low on the coaching market. But it, if you think about it, like a hundred dollars is a lot of money for an hour of work, right? Uh, it's uh. I, I mean, there's a lot of lawyers that I, I mean, like some some of the more uh, uh, prefunctory lawyers are like a lot of the lawyers that don't do like the cra the crazy profitable stuff that charge sixty hours is sixty dollars an hour. Uh, a lot of the best accountants don't charge a hundred dollars an hour, and that that's if you get great ones too. Even, uh, but in the so for a guy to forego that. For a guy to forego making $100 an hour with no college degree, no formal training, uh, to go from that to getting a profit share, he really expects a lot out of you, right? Because, and to me, I just, I don't think this is logical. If you get my autoresponder, if you write me at assassinocoaching.gmail.com, in my autoresponder, I, I say very clearly, I never do profit share agreements, ever. Uh, just because I don't think the math adds up. Uh, and what they end up doing is they think they're going to make all this money and then they're just not doing it. So what they end up doing is they, Hey, you need to work 60 hours a week, right? They don't really understand what the human toll is. Uh, they should be working about like, if they want to give you all the attention you deserve, they should be working 30 hours a week, like just coaching, coaching in groups stuff like that. They can, they can, they can get it down to like 20, may, maybe 15 if they're coaching in groups. Right. And then they got to do a lot of accounting. That takes a ton of time. Right. A lot of them end up wanting to work like 10 hours a week. Right. And then they, the way they're going to make up for that, you know, they, they want to make up for all their accounting errors. So you got to, uh, cause they're not watching it all that well. So they, they need you to, uh, they need you to play more and more and more. And uh, in my experience, it just doesn't work. There are some cases that it does work. Uh, like the people at Pokar like really manage themselves well. Uh, there's a few people that work. Uh, there's a few people that privately work pretty well. But uh, I, I don't know who I could really direct you to publicly as far as like a cat. Uh, as far as like cash game staking that I really know works, uh, I, I I definitely uh, I, I I don't really recommend anybody, and that should that should speak volumes. Uh, so yeah, that that's about. Uh, there was one other thing I was gonna say. Uh, obviously, I just total I just totally spaced it. But yep, yeah, okay, that's good. Uh, speaking of which, I have a book about staking which I contributed to, uh, which we're gonna have coming out here. This year, some at some point, the other uh, my my co my co-author is a math 
not a mathematician, but he's I, I forget what his formal title is. It was something very scary to me. But yeah, I used to live with him in Malta and we would uh you know, that that was eight, nine years ago, right? And we were just uh he's a he's he, I actually I don't know what he wants me to say, but he's a uh, he, he's a German with very wild political views. He reminds me of uh, oh, wow, so, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, not those ones. Well, it, no, I know, but it instantly asks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right as I thought of it, I was like, "Wow, this sounds worse." No, he's a uh, he, he's a, he's kind of a mad scientist, right? But he kind of he used to feed me notes on backing and stuff, and. I kind of I did pretty bad in backing, but I I kind of got out with all my teeth because uh, he he said you know look at this not bad look at this and uh, you know like I I went bust but there was like a lot of opportunities for me to take bad deals and about and you know oh man just take on this guy right or you know it's real cheap or whatever and then like he would do the math and he was like yep there was no chance for a positive expectation. Uh, with this person, like uh, yeah, even the guy has a positive ROI. Like if you if you work it out, like if you do all the simulations, like you're just not making a profit. And it was like, oh wow, you know, that saved me a lot of hours, and I use those hours uh, to do other things. And then you know, when good opportunities did present themselves again, uh, you know, we could reverse engineer it through his systems. And yeah, now we're gonna release it. It's gonna be. Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting, so keep a lookout for that. Nice, nice. Um, okay, we'll go to the next question. This is from the guys asked to be known about as Martinoski. All uh, right, uh, all right. So, uh, hello, Alex. I am Martinoski, a living on Twitch. Maybe you will not answer back, but I have to try. We always answer. Yeah, uh, yeah, Alex, yeah. Alex always does, man. Um, I have uh, been doing well in the last year in micro stakes, small fields, MTTs. Last Sunday, my PC was damaged and I had to play on the wife's laptop without HUD. Uh, then, bam, best score in the last year. I'm very confused on how to approach this. I think I'm crushing micro low stakes I'm playing, but I haven't uh, went up in stakes because of a lot of expenses I have. Of course I'm not thinking to play without a HUD, but I feel like an alert of auto-playing sessions, even playing few tables. I, I have to focus on metagame situations, specifically on ICM spots. By the way, writing this uh, clears some thoughts, but I wonder what you think. Have a nice day. Uh, I, I, I've heard this a hundred times before, and then what ends up happening is a lot of guys go without their HUD, and then they have a six-month uh, dry spell. I'm not going to say, like, they necessarily lose money, but they certainly don't, you know, they don't bang it out of the park. The thing is, you don't have to pay attention to the number. It, this is the way I've always looked at it. If the numbers are there, you do not have to pay attention to them. If they're not there, you can't bring them back. They're just, you know, you're you're going to have to start the HUD very rapidly, and you're, it's going to be very difficult for you to do that in the moment. So if you feel like you play better without the HUD, you know, you can have it up there in a more limited sense. But there, I'm sure there were some situations you were like, I have no idea what the hell to do here. And uh, I don't understand how this is still something people really discuss a lot of the time. Like it's, this is just like when poker tracker got into a fight with me because I said, uh, somebody asked me like, why do you, do you use poker tracker hold a manager? I said, I use hold a manager because I need the versus hero statistics because some people just hate me. And Mm -hmm. uh, so some people just think it's funny to repop me because, you know, just in the spirit of the game, you want to repop the guy who's opening all the time. Uh, so, some guys are just like, I- I'm not going to deal with him. And I kind of need to know who is who, right? And if a guy's had 63 opportunities to three-bet me, and they've three-bet me 4% of the time, and their normal three-bet is 10% of the time, that to me says something. And if it's 27% of the time, and his normal three-bet is 8% of the time, that says something. And uh, the... It, the I in poker tracker was like, well, we don't want to use this statistic uh, because 
we, you know, they, they interrupted me on Twitter. They were like, we don't want to use this statistic uh, because it, it can easily be in, influenced incorrectly. I was like, okay, I was like, that puts that into a short list of every statistic you guys use, right? Like uh-huh. every statistic you use could be thrown off by a small sample, every single one, right? And then it, uh, whoever was running the account was very mature and said, you're like a kid who still wishes Santa Claus was around or something to that effect. And uh, I, my, my feeling was like, why not just have it there? Like, I'm an adult. I can make a decision whether to use it or not. You know what I mean? Just and then you ne- you'll never have to hear this argument again, right? If you think it's so dangerous, you could have a warning pop-up come up when you put in this, when you select, I want this statistic. But instead, it's, you know, don't worry, poor baby. I'll take care of you, right? It, which, to me, it was like, all right, so they, they just don't have it. They didn't program it. They, you know, now, you know, it, of course the guy can't get on the account and go like, yeah, uh, yeah, we don't feel like putting that together, right? But a- anyway, it, I, I, uh, I would just, if you don't feel like you're using the HUD that much, when I can't, when I don't have my HUD, I don't play. Because I can't stand it. It's the most boring poker I've ever played in my life because I'm essentially, you know, it's one thing if I'm playing one table and I rewatch like every single hand, right? But my memory is faulty just like everybody else's, right? And there's so many times like when I'm playing, and this happens to everybody I know, where it's like, oh my God, this guy three bets me all the time. I can't stand it. Then you look at his three bet and it's like 6%. His three bet versus hero is like 4 Right. And it's like, really, you just happen to not like the guy. Right. The the guy, in some cases I've seen with my students, they just don't like the country the guy's from. Right. Which is I I always find hilarious. Uh, But they always go like, oh, yeah, this Argentinian always three bets me. I'm like, really? Uh, Survey says nope. And uh, uh, and then, you know, in the meantime, there's some guy from their country who they respect who's just destroying them right and then uh yeah and uh essentially i i don't think you're going into the hud enough if you felt really comfortable playing without it because the game the game is so fun to me when i can exploit the hud statistics i've by the way i haven't talked about this on the show but i i gotta talk about this um the twitch channel the way we were doing it, I, I'm pretty sorry to say this, but we have to change it. Uh, I, I cannot do it with a 15-minute delay anymore. Uh, the problem for that being... Uh, did we talk about this, Barry? I don't think so. Okay, the problem with the 15-minute delay is people do see it eventually, right? Uh, and by the time you get to the final table, if you've been streaming from 35 on down, most of the people at the final table have a pretty good idea of what you think about them. Right. So there's a couple solutions. One, you, uh, uh, one, you just don't stream. Uh, second was you just don't tell people what statistics you're reading on the HUD. Right. Uh, the problem for that is it's extremely boring for me to have to really quickly look at pop-ups and not let people know what I'm telling I'm looking at. And then, you know, if the guy can figure out how to read the HUD, which we designed the Assassin Auto HUD to be easily readable, they're going to get some information on what I think of them, and then they could easily reverse course, and I'll have no idea what to do. So, I, I uh, but I've, I've been having a lot of fun. I, with, uh, what I've been doing is I've been making videos where I play, and when I'm not playing a hand, I just pause the video. That way... Because the thing that's really exhausting, uh, and I think a lot of, like, a lot of people that watch, like, the channels, like, uh, a lot of people who watch the channels, like Jamie Staples, are casual fans that really want, are Somerville, are casual fans that, you know, they want to get to know somebody, and they want to watch some poker. That's wonderful, but I'm an analyst. Uh, I, I don't. I don't really, I'm not in the business of selling my personality. Maybe that would be more money. I have a lot of admiration for what Somerville does, uh, how long he can play and how long he can narrate it. Uh, I, I, I just can't do that. 
if Morgan Freeman was following me and narrating my life, I, th- I think I could do it. I I just let yeah. him do. You know, I mean, just that. That's all I need. But uh, I I can't do it. I get too exhausted. So what I'm doing right now is I'll record the screen, and the second I turn on the recording, I go, okay, we're looking at this, 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 and this. So we're gonna do this, and now I can finally pull up the HUD and everything, right? And uh, I, I can say, like, well, he says, do this, do that, do this, right? And uh, it, it's, if you watch those videos, you will see you will never want to play without a HUD again, right? And, of course, the first couple videos I did, Camtasia wasn't reading my HUD. So I'm like, oh, my God, look at this number. And I'm, like, pointing at a spot on the felt. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it was uh, – and then, like, when the hand is over, I just pause it, right? And then uh, this gives me a few seconds to catch my breath and have a lot of energy when I come back in. And then what happens is the business I'm in is getting people into my webinars, into my lessons, into, you know, into Poker Head Rush, right? And uh, that's not going to happen if I'm just sitting there and talking for four hours a day as much as – because a lot of the audience we have are people that really want to get better at poker. And mm. – also, like the other regs, the people most likely to use my services, they're playing while I'm playing. So what I can do with this is I can just run it on a loop. Uh, I can run it on a loop throughout the night on my computer. And then uh, at uh, I can also upload it to YouTube so people can watch it. Anyway, that's been an interesting experiment. We had... Uh, I had a final table of the bit, uh, the bigger 162. I put that on YouTube. That got like 300 views. And then like the next day I put, I, I think it's going up to like 500 or something like that, which is, I mean, if I could get 500 people to read an article of mine, that would be a home run. Right. Like, and, uh, and then, you know, I posted like final table, the 5k guarantee, like the next day, it's like four views. I was like, okay, <laughs> wonder what I did wrong. Right. But it, it's really fun figuring out all this stuff. The internet is an amazing thing, Barry. I just, Oh yeah. Don't you don't you feel like rich as hell these days, like just because of the internet? Maybe that's just me, maybe that's just me. Do you ever like get the? Do you ever like just look around and go, what the hell, man? Like look at what we have. Like, or, or no, no, no. You're Scottish and curmudgeonly. Excuse <laughs> me. No way. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, I've I've used the internet since I think about ninety. No, earlier than that, I think. Maybe like 94, 95. Right. Um, and, you know, yeah, from what it came from, literally sometimes going to the library, using the internet yeah, for 30 minutes, you know, paying like £2 or something to use it for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, then there was internet cafes that I would went, go to sometimes and it'd be like, you know, £3 for half an hour or 40 minutes or something like that. And then I remember getting it for the first time at home using dial-up, you know, and that mm-hmm. was amazing. And then my mum would go crazy because nobody could phone our house because I had <laughs> phone tied up because the internet. And then I moved my computer. Yeah. So, yeah, it sort of like went through it. And then I started selling online from 1999, I think. Yeah, 99 was the first wow, time. Dude, that or- I, I sold something online. Yeah. And uh, that was crazy, you know, because... Since then, I've always sort of done it, like, on and off, like, in terms of, like, volume or whatever. It's been on and off. And then, yeah, everything I do now, like, my my, uh, my income, my, you know, a lot of stuff, everything now is online. It's really strange and weird. It's, it's like what I said before, like, my nephew's six. He sits with his iPad watching YouTube videos of another nine-year-old in America, like, right. opening, le- opening Lego sets or something, you know, and he'll sit for ages watching all this stuff, and, like, Minecraft videos and all this nonsense, and it's just, like, the, it's that whole thing of, like, now going back and saying we didn't have that, you couldn't do that, you know, like, simple things like email, you know, like, yeah, you'd have to write a letter and send it somewhere. Right, know, the, right. There was no, or you can go online and do it in two seconds, you know? Well, and they, uh, in, in, uh, you just brought up the one thing I abhor online, which is email, but, <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. But, but the other thing I was thinking about your nephew, it's like, to you and me, it's like, what is this, you know, madness? Yeah. You know, you're just watching some kid open toys, right? 
But at the same time, they have a shared interest. And I bet if he types in the comment section, I bet the kid responds. You know what I mean? And it's like he's yeah. he's connecting. I realized the other day, I was like, so, so I, okay, I got an email from like a white supremacist group saying, if you vote for anyone other than Tr- Trump, you are betraying your race, Alex. Right. And I was like, okay. Right. And then it goes in and I'm not going to repeat the words they used with uh, the Cuban candidates, the African-American candidates and the female candidates. But I was like, and then it occurred to me, I haven't, I, I, I can't remember the last time I've heard like something really racist, right? Like just in casual conversation or just hearing it on the streets or something like that. And furthermore, I've, well, actually I have now, but I'm not, it, it was something really bad by some guy, but I'm not going to repeat, but it was, uh, like, and it, furthermore, I remember when I was younger, I used to be, uh, there, there were, I had certain ideas about certain groups. Right. And I think uh, a lot of people are like, Oh my God, you were racist. I'm like, I'm pretty sure most people can admit they they've had something like that at some point, especially when you're young and really stupid. Now I never like said anything or like, uh, racial pejoratives or anything like that. But uh, it occurred to me one day, I was like, I get along with pretty much everyone. You know what I mean? Like, I used to tease French people a lot, but, like, one of my best friends right now is French, right? And he's, like, the most inspiring dude I know. And I was like, the reason I can't be racist about anything or, like, or the reason I know all these stupid things they put out there in the ether are just garbage is because I have friends from all over the world because of this job, right? And you you get to meet them, and it's like, yeah, we have our differences, right? Like, uh, you know, Russians have a very funny sense of humor compared to Americans, right? But, it, I mean, everybody wants the same things, right? And, it, like, if your nephew can talk to a kid in America, and you got, he has the same, he has, like, the same interests. Like, God forbid one day somebody starts saying, you know what we got to do about the Americans. Like, he's going to go, hey, that's BS, like mm-hmm. I know, I know, so I know somebody in America, and he's cool, you know. Yeah. And then, and that's just really cool. But yeah, I had a moment like yesterday. I was like, or over the last few days, like I was in my studio, uh, like we built a studio here, and like to find the place, we found a really good cheap place, and it was like you know, it, it was all online, right? Like looking up all the all the properties and stuff like that, and yeah. then. Uh, you know, getting the equipment. It's like if I bought the equipment in the States when I was a kid, it was like there was one store you could go to and they could charge you whatever they wanted, right? Now, because there's people like you I can talk to, right, who are like good resellers and people who like will actually, you know, go like, hey, man, I got, I got, a, I got a bank account and I can, yeah. I can go to China. I can pick this stuff up and bring it back. And, you know, we got everything for like really cheap. Uh, <clears throat> well, there was a... There was, I'm, I'm going to, okay, by the way, guys, I'm going to go on for a second because this is so amazing to me. I wanted, I heard about this album, this metal album with uh, a jazz band, right? And I always loved like jazz when it was mixed with metal, but like I'd never heard it. And then it occurred to me when I was a kid, let's say I wanted to hear this album. I would have, first of all, I don't know how I would have heard of it because there was only like one metal magazine. And it was awful. And it was only, it was like this rock band, Metallica goes on their tour. Let's talk to a Metallica for the 33rd time about their tour. How's this tour going to be different? Oh my God, this one's going to be amazing. And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, great. And it's like, there's these specialized websites that can survive because of uh, advertising. And they, they can talk about this band. And then it's, you know, back in the day, I would have, okay, Let's say I want to get the album. Well, I go to the local record store. They don't have it. I go, I go to the big chains. They don't have it. So somebody's going to have to order it for me. And uh, it, it's going to, by the way, there was no chance I could download the MP3s because there was no CD Baby or Bandcamp or anything like that. And uh, it, it, I would have had to like buy the album for $35. And then it would get sent to me. And by the way, I have not heard the album at this point. Okay, so there's a really good chance I'm going to get this album and it's horrible. Right. And I just spent thirty five dollars on that. Right. And uh, in in yesterday, I was like, I read about the album and I open up Spotify and it's there. It it was literally four seconds and it came out like a week ago and I'm listening to it and it sounds pretty good. Then I called my father on WhatsApp uh, in Brazil. He's in a cafe and it's clear as day. It costs us nothing. I call my mother in the States 
uh, you know, 3,000 miles away. It's clear as day. Uh, when I go meditate, I have a guided, guided meditation app, uh, Headspace. Uh, when I'm learning a foreign language, there's Duolingo, which is I, – I got Rosetta Stone like 10 years ago, and it was like $400, and it wasn't as good as Duolingo is. And Duolingo is completely free. Uh, you know, I track my exercise on my cell phone. Uh, every note I ever have and ever, uh, you, I am amazed by this. You better sound amazed, Barry. Perk up right now. Perk up <laughs> no, right now. I am amazed. You know, no. it's, it's just, it's crazy. I think it's different for guys like us. And yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm older than you as well, you know, so I yeah. have even less Old technology. Timer. Like, so what it is, is it's amazing to us because you know, the alternative and like the previous, right. and don't get me wrong. There is a lot of nostalgia with like people like Miss going to the record right, store right. when it when it first came out, or queuing up all night to like see a movie or rent, you know, right, one out, right. or that, and they were all gone. But yeah, like people you know, forgot that kind today. of sucked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because you look back on it nostalgically, you know. Yeah. But yeah, like people like my nephew, he'll never know any different than yeah, iPads yeah. and iPhones and you know whatever. And God knows what will be out in fifteen, twenty years. That's you know? a, that's my big worry with. And yeah, I get nostalgic too. Like I do all my writing for the rap battles and notepads, right? Because I just, I, I like putting pen to paper. There's something really amazing about that. But yeah, like I open my Evernote, my Evernote like syncs up to like 17 different computers in the cloud. So like if I ever write down anything, it's amazing to me. I'll be like running and listening to music and I'll get a really good idea for something and I'll like write it down and it gets synced to five computers, right? Like from my run in the middle of bum F nowhere, Costa Rica. But like when I put pen to pa paper, like it feels amazing. But then like I, I lost like five pages of ideas for bars, right? <laughs> like yeah. I just lost it. Right. And it was like, well, that sucks. And yeah, they don't know any, this is the thing. The reason I worry about, I know guys, I sound like old cranky American when I get going on about socialism. If I could pay, let, let's say I, I paid like 70% of my paycheck and I knew for a fact my mother would be taken care of, uh, my mother would have housing, you know, all the things that they, they always promise, right? My sister could go to college for free. Uh, they'd have medical care for the rest of my life. I'd be... I'd be pretty livid, but at the same time, I'd go, you know what? It's okay, right? Because now my loved ones are cared for. Uh, my problem is I don't believe that crap ever happens. I think they take more money, and then it never com comes to light. It never happens. They just want more money. And then my real problem, though, is all of this like innovation comes because some guy took a huge risk, right? Whoever created Spotify, people must have thought was nuts, like, you're going to try to get every album streaming? No one's going to go along with that. So he went and got a lot of money together, and if he, if he did it and he was wrong, he was ruined. And now if he's successful and he gets a lot of money, he's ruined because everybody's like, you know, you know why you're getting behind in life? It's, the, it's those rich people, right? It's just like what they used to do with the Jews, right, in, uh, during World War II. You know why you can't get a job? It's the Jews. And it's like, hmm. you know, now it's, uh, oh, it's the rich people. It's the rich people are keeping you down. Rich people don't care about you. They care about their own thing. You know what I mean? And then, uh, so I think a lot of people who could come up with this amazing stuff, which makes our life, right now you can get any movie any on, you can get any movie on Netflix and three other sites, any book on your Kindle. You can listen to any independent band on Bandcamp. You can take down any note of any kind of audio, video, uh, anything with Evernote. Uh, you can monitor your exercise. You can call people all over the world for free. Uh, you can listen to an album whenever you want. You can do that all because of technology. If you take out the motivation for people to create technology, I just don't think it's going to happen nearly as fast. And people say, oh, that would never happen. It's like, oh, remember the Dark Ages. There was an institution that did not like uh, advancement, right? Are people benefiting from advancement? And, uh, we took a step back for a long time, you know? That stuff can happen. But, yeah, anyway, and Rand signing off. I'll talk to you all <laughs> later. <laughs> but, well, I think we should squeeze in one more yeah, question. Yeah, let's do it. But let's if, do we, it. if we can do I it, got, I got quick, it, man. I got it. Let's do this. Let's do it. I do have an appointment as well, though, so try and keep it concise to at least 40 minutes. Uh, um, I'm joking. I uh, like, 
Yeah, uh, sorry, okay. I didn't hear it. There was a bit of a delay. That wasn't. I wasn't trying to make you feel yeah. awkward. Yeah, I, I'm joking. Uh, and uh, let's go for this last one. It's from Chris. Uh, Alex, hey, it's Chris again, and your insight to my last question really helped. And I have had a plus EV run here lately. My question is: I currently have a four hundred dollar bankroll. I know very low, uh, very low, very low. Uh-huh. And the the local tourneys run about eighty dollar buy-in, and there's one to three dollar cash game as well. How does one opt- optimally use a low bankroll to increase it? I thought about putting a percentage online, and although my cash game skills are well, I don't feel comfortable buying in for a hundred big blinds and taking away from what I am best at, which is tourneys. Any insight would help immediately, wait, wait. immensely. Sorry, I'm butchering that. I only went for an hour, then I shut down. So <laughs> yeah. By the way, guys, Barry was pretty. Uh, he was a little sick when he came in today, but he showed up. He didn't even complain, right? Like, he just showed up. So just so you all know how cool Barry is. But uh, Well, I, I, I still told you. So I yeah, yeah, really yeah. Strong, I yeah. didn't even tell you. No, no, you, you kind of mentioned it offhand. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, I don't know, some of my Americans or friends are like, Oh my God, I am so sick. It's like, wow, I wish I could quit every day. I have a tickle in my throat, you know, but like you didn't do that. You were like, I'm plowing through. Let's do this. And uh, what, uh, which one was Chris, Barry? Sorry, Chris is. Chris uh, Chandler, I think the surname was, but I can't remember his last question, but you obviously as had messaged him before. uh, Yeah. Said Chris again. The last question really helped. So. We had we have a cu- we had a couple of Chris's just because I, I was going to try to put it into a context. But yeah, anyway, uh, it, with four hundred dollars, you have no business playing those stakes. Period. Like uh, that. That's it. Uh, but by the way, four hundred dollars is a lot of money uh, for online poker. Like, uh, get on. Uh, well, I mean, on America's Card Room, there's a ton of like low stakes games, and then you can get the rake back, and you can just grind that out, and then they have rake races, which puts your rake back in at 30 40%, which you don't have to be that good of a player to make money off of that. You should be looking to log as many hours, learn as much as possible, and grind as much as possible at low-stakes games. Let's say, like, 40... I mean, I would, I would be playing 10 NL if I were you. Honestly, like, uh, 5 cent, 10 cent. And a lot of people go, oh, my God, that's so boring. It's like, well, if you're playing, like, 10 tables, that's a $100 buy-in, you know what I mean? And, like, I used to love going to $100 buy-in games. They were so hard to find when I played home games, you know what I mean? And uh, instead, and imagine if you showed up at that game and they said, all right, man, here's the deal. We're all going to play, okay, open up your little console. It's super battleship, right? We're all going to play 10 tables against each other and there's $10 on each one, you probably go, this is insanely cool. I get to minimize my variance. I get to play a hand anytime I feel like it, uh, in the, whenever, and I get to chill. And uh, if I want to sit out, you know, the games keep going. And, uh, well, most of them, you might kill a couple. But uh, it, 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 online poker is still, I, I mean, going back to where, it, it's kind of weird how this ties in, Barry, but, like, I remember before online poker. I came in right before online poker, right? I remember driving for 70 miles, or excuse me, forcing my friend to drive 70 miles while I crashed in the back of the, the car, right? And, uh, you know, we'd show up at the game and it'd be like, all right, we're doing a $5 buy-in today, guys. It's like, really? We spent 35 bucks on gas on the way here, right? Like, we're, how are we going to make it up, right? And then, you know, we would sit there and we would play because there was nothing else, right? And now it's like online, there's a game going at all times, and you get... Uh, they w- By the way, they would take a stupid rake from us sometimes at these games, at, to the point where it was like, oh, this is unbeatable. Like, one time they just... You know, it, it was like, man, I feel like they're taking a lot from this game. And then I was like, I'm looking around. Nobody has as many chips as I thought they did at the beginning. It's like, what's the rate here? 5% uncapped. All right, I'm leaving. It, completely unbeatable. And... uh yeah, it's, uh, you know, just get online with that money and, uh, you know, sign up through our link. Uh, if you do that, by the way, guys, just as like a thank you, just write me at assassinocoaching.gmail.com. Say I signed up. Uh, say this is my email address. Uh, this is my screen name. And, uh, uh, yeah, once we check that you deposit it, I'll hook you up with one of my webinars for free. Pretty much any one of them except for why Ape Styles is right. So you can go to twitch.tv slash 
the assassinato and you can read about all of them. There's ones on donk betting, shack raising, open raising, three betting, you know, uh, just read about them. They're called you flat too much. That's a check raise fool dissecting the donk bet or uh, uh, you flat too much dissecting the donk bet. That's a check raise fool. Uh, our wipe a segment was right. And uh, yeah, you know, check them out and I'll hook you up with one of those for free. And uh, I appreciate you all signing up, by the way. I really – America's Card Room, you know, there's not a lot of people doing sponsorships for podcasts these days. You know what I mean? It's not like – and we were like, look, we get these kind of people, and, you know, they're, it, they tend to be a little more hardcore than most people, right? And we had to deliver on that promise. So we were betting on you guys, and you guys delivered, right? So thank you very much for that. I really – I really appreciate that because I mean it's our it's our word, you know what I mean? It's a, it's Barry and I's word and we're we're you know, we we were really trying to you know, it, it, business is good when everybody benefits. We want America's card room to benefit, you to benefit, us to benefit and you know, we found out an agreement where that worked, you know, with the rake back, right? And we don't we don't get as much money because we went for a rake back deal and that's cool with us because we figured if we helped you guys, you guys would come out in droves and you guys really did that so thank you that really that really helped yeah definitely i echo those thoughts i don't know why i'm getting a lot of i can hear my voice back alex you got the nah uh i don't know what's going on man Uh, maybe uh just sorry i can hear my i can hear my voice back there i can't now so okay, it's good. It's, good. it's all right. You know, once again, we are so high tech here at the One Outer Pocket. You know, what's the dumbest thing, Barry, is I own a studio that people do radio shows out of like yeah. now. And I, I'm just like, but I mean, I guess if we were, I, I would have to, I would have to go, I would have to drive there. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah, hey, I mean, that's far too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that would take, that would take like 12 minutes with traffic. Yeah. I mean, oh I, no, I'm not having that. Yeah, not having that, yeah. not having that. So, but, uh, no, that was, that was a good question again. It just reemphasizes like the guy with the $400 bankroll. Yeah, it's nothing for his $80 games and his one three, but Alex started with less. And I remember having some like four or 500 in stars and building that up into actually, managing to take a living off it over a year and a half, two year plus building a bankroll to like, you know, a few thousand from, you know, like $300. Yeah, exactly. But I started playing again. It was the $2 uh, 180s, you know, so, or the 180 mans is some, you know, I always right, call right. them the 180 And just, yeah, That's play with your bankroll. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. You know, because if he's $400, even if he says 100 he can play four $4. Yeah, exactly. Uh, MTTs or the sitting goes. I think they, I think they're still like two dollar things on stars, one eighties, and then eight dollars. And then you build up, and before you know it, like you can do that. And then, as Alex says, America's card room. There's lots of small stakes cash there. Ten dollar, yeah, ten NL. You can sit down with and stuff. You know, so yeah, and I mean, yeah, and and probably forty buy-ins in terms of that. You could probably, if you're willing to go broke and reload it, you could you could get away with that. You know exactly. Like, and I mean, like I never deposited. And yesterday I was working out, and I, I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And I was like, Oh yeah, there's a bathroom here. And I was like, I've gotten to the point. I have bathrooms in my house. I've forgotten about. Right. Yeah. Like I, now I know I have arrived. Right. I was like, I have like I've never felt more successful than that moment. Right. I was like, there was. Because I mean, and it, it, I mean, it was stupid. It was like we we added on to the house back there, right? Like a couple years back, and I always forget there's a little bathroom we put in there, right? But I was like, you, you know, and, I, and I'm thinking like, dude, this came from nothing. Like this literally came from like playing like little one dollar buy-ins, right? And it's like, yeah, man. I mean, four hundred bucks is a lot of money. Just get in there, have the discipline. You know, just have the discipline and grind it up, man. What you got now, probably right now, is time. You know what I mean? And uh, use your time and sweat equity to get 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 what you deserve, as they always say, yeah. right? That was like 20 rounds. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you're like throat. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, because your throat's <laughs> always going. Yeah, but hey, guys. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, so uh, no, definitely $400, go do it. But yeah, it's not going to – the mistake I always made is you want it overnight. Just resign yourself to the fact, like, the journey, as Alex talks about myself, mentioned before, and just do it. And before you know it, like, a year, two years down the line, as we say with Alex writing a book and me doing other things, like, you look back and go, wow, I don't even remember half the stuff I did. But, 
you know, like now they, you've got, and then you can be sitting in your house with multiple bathrooms like Alex <laughs> and, st- and, and, and still being miserable. <laughs> still being an angry old man. Yeah. Right. So, uh, all right, we should probably wrap up for this week. Um, sure. And uh, thanks for all the questions coming in again, guys. There are a few there that uh, came in this week that I've not managed to read out because we usually do, for some reason, it always around about three, maybe four match questions an episode. So we did three this episode, but the next ones will be uh, will be dealt with next week. And um, if you want to send questions in for Alex, send them to questions at com on email, or tweet them at com. That's at o n e o u t e r d o t c o m. Or you can post them on Facebook in the Facebook group or fan page, etc. Uh, Alex, how can people learn how to have multiple bathrooms in their home <laughs> and uh, contact you for private coaching? Uh, by the way, guys, we go for quality over quantity on this show. But if we ever do get a huge backlog of questions, we'll have a special episode where we machine gun through them. All right. So don't don't worry. Send your questions in. We'll get to them. Right. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to write me at assassinocoaching@gmail.com, if you're if you want to discuss coaching, my autoresponder will in two seconds give you most of the information you probably need, pro- probably all of the information you need. Uh, for most people, uh, but if I'll read your letter and if I see there's anything in there that didn't really uh, get answered, I'll go ahead and write you back and uh, let you know what's going on. And uh, yeah, uh, be sure to check out PokerHeadRush.com. That's my uh, that's my that's my website that I really enjoy doing. That's kind of all the concepts we discuss here. Uh, just just about you know the working man's poker, how to have like a really good life with you know, a decent living in poker, right? As opposed to trying to shoot for the stars and, you know, hoping variance comes on your side this time. And, uh, yeah, you know, there we have all the videos, the trip reports, the blogs, uh, the strategy articles, all that good stuff. And you can sign out. uh, I mean, you can sign up for my mailing list and you can get, (coughs) excuse me, Huh. Oh, he's choking. He's to- choking. And uh, he's faking he's got a cough because he's choking. Anyway, uh, but you can, uh, you, you can, uh, you can uh, sign up for our uh, mailing list. And we, every Thursday, uh, I write you, uh, I, I write you guys essentially a letter, just a strategy article. And it's week bef- weeks before it get, gets posted in any magazine, any blog, anywhere. It's just your guys' for your own, like every month, right? Uh, for a month, right? So you sign up for that. And uh, you know what? We've been doing that regularly for four months. I haven't sent one advertisement in those four months, right? Like, no, I mean, like, of course, there's a couple lines, like, hey, if you guys want to hit me up for a private lesson, click here, right? But there, I haven't sent like a full flyer. But uh, that's going to be changing soon. I'm finally going to abuse your inboxes with a. Uh, with a with a flyer but we got we got a bunch of webinars coming up so if you guys want you know those do fill up so if you guys want first pickings on those be sure to sign up uh for the newsletter on pokeredrush.com and uh yeah i should i should start advertising this march 26 uh santa cruz 529 seabright at the blue lounge 1 to 9 p.m cooking with get Gas two, I will be batting, battling Cobalt 45. Me and the entire Dallas crew will be out there. So if you ever wanted to go to a DFW Battle League battle, but it was too far for you, this is, uh, this is our road game. And uh, it's going to be, I think that one's going to be really interesting because, you know, Cali's, uh, uh, you know, frankly, a little wider, has a little uh, bit of a different, uh, has, has kind of a different composure when it comes to battle rap and like, the dude, uh, the Dallas dudes, I think, are just some of the sickest. That's why I wanted, wanted to be in there. Uh, I wanted to be in their league. You know what I mean? I wanted to learn from the greats, and a lot of these California guys can spit too. So you know, it's going to be a good time. It's ten dollar entry and free bacon burger before two a two p.m. Maybe not two a.m. So yeah, uh, be sure to check it out. Cali versus Texas Power and Respect Battle League. I'll, I'll see you all out there. And I'm off to check my flights uh, for the bacon <laughs> burger. So, 
<laughs> Carlos is flying out there. It's probably because of the bacon burger. He's uh, actually he's flying to Vegas for something else, and he was like, "Oh, I'll just drive down to that." Right. So it, uh, it but it sounds funnier if he flew out for a bacon burger. Anyway, moving on. Okay. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Remember, keep your questions coming in, and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. I didn't say cheers. <laughs> for the first time in 80 episodes. That's how ill I am. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 Don't make us glass you. Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set-and-go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.